G'day everyone, it's been a while. Ajmal and I are back. Welcome to Porsche Talk Podcast. Summer of 1969, Ajmal. What a summer. You must remember it. No, no, I don't remember it. But the song, obviously it's an, it's an 80s song. It was released in 85, something like that. And it, you know, it reminds me of being a little kid. And then in the, you know, in the 90s, uh, 2000s, when you're in a pub and it comes on and everybody sings along. And then someone said something about the song that kind of made me like it less when they said, you know, you know, they, they just said, you know, we're closer to 2069 than we are to 1969. <laughs> and you know, you, we, it's like that. It's like that for tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it. Doesn't make a sound. And I was like, oh, my mind's gone. And uh, that that upset me. And uh, but I, I, I toyed with sort of the same kind of era for another song, which the artist I'm I don't really know anything else about, but it was John Mellencamp, Jack and Diane. Oh yes, yes, okay. Oops. It's like a similar sort of song, really. Exactly. And it was and it's kind of what a few years earlier, maybe three years earlier. And it and it's still that song, just always I remember thinking it's it always reminded me like it was three songs stuck together. You know, it starts off with a heavy guitar, and then as he gets into the song, it's like acoustic pretty much all yeah. the way through then it goes heavy guitar again and um but i always loved it i loved it as a story um and then i thought is it and then i listened to the lyrics and i thought are they are they about just about sex um obviously when we you hear about jack and diane now are we jack and diane sorry oh, okay. jack and diane not, yeah not the summer of 69 um, which we started this podcast not the summer with. of 69 okay, no, 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 no. Right, okay um and then, although although Brian Adams did give an interview where he said it was about sex, uh, okay. um, but the uh, and then I then I was thinking, no, I'm gonna. I, I was feeling a bit these last couple of weeks. I've been feeling a bit depressed about you know government and you know policies and inequality and just the shitness of the world and that we're all on fire. Uh, so I thought I would choose uh, Tenacious D. The government totally sucks. <laughs> Tenacious D. <laughs> Underrated because yeah, they never got the glory the band deserved. I know I've been I've been to see them live and uh, oh, really? it was <laughs> in Brighton <laughs> and uh, the the song you know the first line of the song is the government totally sucks you motherfucker. Classic, classic. Kind of you know encapsulates it all, but then obviously the other one is tribute. Ah, oh, it's yeah, the great, great song. Yeah, great song. With Dave Grohl in the video. So uh, that was it. That was my thinking behind it. And then I settled on, no, Summer of 69. It's more uplifting. Okay, great, great year for Porsche. Launch of the uh, yes. n- launch of the 917. Yeah, wasn't, it, wasn't the EST? 
Wasn't the ST in 69 as well? I believe it was, as well as the 914 was debuted. Oh. So there's some uh, in- interesting um, interesting cars coming out that year, some more prolific than others. And um, yes. we will talk about the 911 ST shortly. But more importantly, mate, you've been on holiday. Where have you been? Uh, so went to Italy, Umbria. Uh, we stayed at a place near a CC. And I think I spoke to you just not long before I went. And I was worried about. Uh, it's, you know, 45 degrees. Yeah, bursting I'm gonna, you know, when you walk outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then for some reason, and I was starting to think, really can't go because, you know, the advice the Italian government was giving giving people, you know, locals and tourists was, don't go outside, don't have caffeine, don't have alcohol, don't eat pasta, don't eat pizza. And I thought, those are literally the things I'm going over there for. And, <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, wait. stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Do you think the Italian government is ever in a situation to offer any advice to anyone? Well, I, I don't know if I can comment on that because I like going there. I want to go there again. Hang yeah, on, you're yeah, going but... there, so you know. <laughs> but um, it's okay. They don't listen. I don't know. You know, they might. They might. Um, but when um, when I went, it was the temperature was perfect. I mean, we go kind of around the same time every year, and it dropped by about fifteen. 16, 17 degrees. Oh, so it was, yeah, high 20s, low 30s, one day of rain, which kind of reset it again. And it was fantastic. So I had an amazing time. Weirdly, I didn't see any cool cars this time. You know, you sometimes what? see a quirky car because you're, you're, you know, you're, you're in the sticks. So um, I saw the usual, the two cars that I see every year, which are not Panda. type of car, the, the actual two cars. Oh, really? The so, very same two yeah. cars. Yes, yes, okay. The very same. So one, so one is uh, a green uh, 80s Panda 4x4. Yes. Which I love, which is always parked outside the police station in the middle of a CC. Um, and the other one is a, an old, old, old white Fiat 500. And if you sit in the town, in the village square of Montefalco, uh, which is a small hilltop um, town... And if you sit there in the morning having your coffee, this old guy drives up. The, he drives up the main drag around the square. He parks outside there like a deli type thing. Sure. And he goes in and just gets. And he's been doing that. The first time I saw him do that was 12 years ago. And I've been going back every year. I see him every year. Oh, look, they're um, definitely, so they're definitely creatures of habit. There's no doubt about that. They are. But I, do you know something that really struck me was so we went from Assisi to Montefalco which is about a 35 minute drive and normally we just take the main highway sure. and get there pretty quickly and this time we thought you know what let's let's take a slightly different path but then we followed Google Maps and I'd never seen um, a speed camera while I've been in Italy speed camera in rural Tuscany yep, but I, yeah but then I went down this um on this route with with Google Maps, I must have gone through about eight of them over the speed limit. And now I'm waiting for like, you know, 5,000 euro fine and someone coming to beat me up. No, firstly, look, it's Italy. Secondly, that would require them to actually, they've got the budget for the cameras just not to put any sort of recording device in them, such as film, which they would probably use 
because they'd have to be filmed to be held up in a court in Italy, right? So they wouldn't accept a digital image that somebody could uh, mock up. So I reckon you're going to be fine. You'll never see anything coming from that. I reckon I'll get I'll get it come through in about seven years' time. <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know about that one. So Porsche news, whilst we've uh, been away, it's been there's been a lot going on, Ashmal. I mean, not really about the one thing apart from, you know, my, my Porsche news. But apart yeah, from that, I don't really know about the ST. I only know about the ST. What else has happened before well, we got to the ST? The Spider RS has been officially launched. Is that official now? Yes, yes. What? What rock have you been living under? With an Italian one. <laughs> I know, you have <laughs> been. The ST. What a shame that car is. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? It's like the perfect motor car that none of us will ever get to see, touch, or feel. Like, the, <laughs> it is like every single Porsche fan wants one, and about, what, 1,963 of them are going to get one. And you know what? 1,960 of them will, ev- will not ever get driven. They'll... You know, yes. need their, they'll need their fluids changed annually, and that'd be the only time they ever get the motor turned over. And it's such a tragedy of the brand. This car genuinely should be two hundred thousand dollars cheaper in Australia, and be made for as many as they can sell. Yep. You mean like the uh, Tesla Model Three? Oh, look, and I don't know if I'd use that comparison. However. I would have gone with, say, a Boxster S as a comparison, but I accept your Tesla Model 3 comparison. You know, and then you've got the Spider RS. Mate, what do they put mm. an RS on there for? They should yeah. actually, the RS so should much. actually stand for Ren Strasser, not Ren Sport, because it's all set up. Even Andy Pruning has come out and said, this is our first RS for the road. Now, back in the day, RS actually meant homologation special. But in reality, GD3s yeah. are the homologation car because they go out racing yeah. GD3Rs. That's the GD3-specific model, right? Even the G, even yeah. the, even the um, GD3 Cup cars, they're not homologation cars because they're a one. They, don't, they only race against other cars. So the, yes. the, the RS terminology just isn't even that relevant anymore. Like a GD3 RS, that's not going out and getting raced wheel to wheel. The things are gold plated. You know, they're that they're that expensive for a road car. So I just can't I just don't get why they're using the moniker. Look, just put it on anything they want now. Like we honestly, we're about five minutes away from the McCann RS coming out. <laughs> that, would, that, that would be hilarious. That would really be hilarious. It is equally as comical as putting it on a car. They've said they're not going to go racing it. Oh, I think there's, for me, it's it's the way the models are coming out and everybody tells me, look, it always happens that way. It happened with the 991, it happened with the 997, whatever. Um, But for me, it's it kind of reminds me of, there's a sketch in Family Guy where someone calls into an Italian restaurant and uh, someone says, I want a salad. Like it's a, it's a takeout, it's a salad. Yeah, yeah, and, then, yeah. and the two guys are looking at each other, so it's salad. What the hell's a salad? 
and and they look at each other and they just look for whatever's on the table. That tomato, give me that, throw that in. Give me that whole lettuce, throw that in. Give me that cucumber, just throw that in. And it, to me, it's, it, you know, when you hear Andy Pruniger talk about it, the ST, for example, he talks about, you know, we took we took the GT3 Touring, we took uh, the engine from the GT3 RS, we took, you know, we made, threw some stuff away, we added some stuff here, and it looks like they thought, hang on, we've got all of this other stuff, um, and let's just throw it together. And t- I know they didn't throw it together. I know it has to work <laughs> together so well, so, so I'm not saying that they just did that, but they probably thought, look, there's an opportunity to make a really great car, it's you know it's the 60th anniversary let's make something with all the stuff that we've already got and make it a great road driving car um and to me it's again you know he was asked the question who's this car for and you hit the nail on the head it's going to be for people who who are going to stick it in a garage or going to flip it because there's only so many of them you know the people who are going to get get on that list who are going to get an allocation they are going to buy it. They're going to either sit on it and just get it serviced, or they're just going to flip it for a ton of money and go, look, I'm going to make a huge amount of money. This car is going to be a unicorn car forever. Now, so I, I know that Porsche listen to this podcast and they listen very carefully. Well, maybe they don't. But what I, what I would like to propose is with special Porsches, and when I say special, I'm talking about the ones you've got to get an allocation for, GD3, GD3 Touring, GD3 RS, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we, the list just goes on and on, right, with the number of cars. you got GD4s mm. are uh, that easy to get, GD4 RSs, Spider RSs, normal Spiders, right? I've got a great rule. You're going to get one every 10 years, one. As soon as you take an allocation mm. of a car, you've used up that allocation for the next 10 years or the life cycle of that vehicle. Someone else gets one. Then someone else gets one. You know, so because they've, they've got mm-hmm. more people wanting the cars. And let's get these cars out there and shared. You know, let's, like Sport Classic's another great example. Everyone's raving about how great a yeah. car the Sport Classic is, right? You know, the ca- really just another, it's just a turbocharged 911 ST, let's face it, except with more comfort. Yeah. Okay, so... Yep. If we look, so as a result, did we need the ST? Hmm, I don't know, possibly. Amazing car. I'd love one. Don't get me wrong. I'm just as much of a victim yep. as all our, everyone else is listening to this and every other Porsche fan out there. But I think Porsche should just start controlling allocation of vehicles from the factory rather than from the dealer. And you get you're getting a car. But you, you should yep. decide which one you want. And that'll allow people, like if if you, Ajmal, wanted to go out and buy a GD3 RS or a GD3, whatever, you could go out there and, you know, sink yourself into this car if that was what you chose to do and thought that £150,000 is a great number to spend on a motor car and you could actually get one. You reckon? This is my yeah. Well, you know, I think it would just make it fair for everyone. Instead of the same people are buying the cars, Ajmal. Yeah, you know, that's the the problem for me because that's the thing. If this because it's the same people, they're doing the same things with them, right? Mm. So, which is not a lot. And and you, I know some of them will get hit tracks and they'll do this and they'll yeah. do that. But they'll be they'll be the people who buy it. They get it transported to a track. They'll get you know get it detailed afterwards. Tires done probably at the track. Take it home. 
put it back in the garage and you go, okay, that's fair enough. That's what you bought it for and you're using it for that. But the the ST, that's the kind of car that, you know, when they're saying, oh, it's made for, you know, Andy Pruninger said, oh, it's made for when you get up on a Sunday rather than get on a motorbike and go out in the twisties, you get in this car and go out in the twisties. No one's going to do that. We know that. <laughs> I saw somebody use their 911 Sport Classic, 992 Sport Classic for kids' sport recently. Oh. Like dirty footy boots, getting in the car, parked on the grass, half in the mud. Like, that'll be rah, done. Hooray. Well done. Well done for using your car. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was amazing to see. Oh, actually, you know the. The Sport Classic was the most powerful manual 911, wasn't it? Does that mean the ST it now? Is. No, it's not, because that's naturally aspirated. It's only 520 horsepower or something. ST. It's got the... Um, oh, yeah, 525. Yeah, it's 525. Yeah, you're right. Whereas Sport Classic is like 700 mm-hmm. and some, some stupid number. Oh, yeah, something stupid like that. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I don't like it anyway, so... <laughs> hey, on Porsche News... I was flicking through after dinner last night, the latest version of Christophorus, right? And couldn't help but notice. Hmm, wait, 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 wait. Someone okay. reads that. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I was looking at the pictures. And, and if anybody from Christophorus is listening, I love you. Yeah, um, I have reached out to, about the pictures. to come on the podcast and no response. But I thought, oh, this is why. There seems to be a common theme here, which basically, which means now I can now unload on the magazine. The um, <laughs> the uh, there's a lot of bit of a common theme here. So I went through and started making, doing a count. How many different brands of watch ads are there in the Christophorus, and how many different brands of jewelry manufacturer are in the Christophorus? I had five different watch brands. Okay, and, th- and three different jewelry manufacturers. So between the two, there were eight full-page ads for men's and women's jewelry. Pays the bills. Pays the bills. I'm just saying. You know, if I was a watch advertiser, I feel like my uh, spend would have been diluted. Yeah, true. Your spend is diluted, and and that's all the same customer because that's a pretty narrow bandwidth of consumer, isn't it? That magazine. You're right. You're yeah. Attacked by a dragonfly or something, are you? Uh, no, it's a it's a moth, okay. and it's those moths that eat stuff like your clothes. Uh, and because I'm in an old house, when we moved in, there were big sort of you know, twelve inch vinyl sized holes in the carpet that we had to just get rid of everything. Yeah. And now I'm just obsessed with when I see them, and I'm just like, oh my god, they're making nests everywhere. They're eating me. I'm sleeping. <laughs> but anyways. Man Sorry. has face yes, eaten man. off by moth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Family of moths. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, the Christophorus magazine, it's just, I we really need to get someone from the magazine on the podcast to tell us who's it for, what's the goal, what's their why, why does it exist yep. today yep. compared to how it did in the 60s. 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, etc. I, I want to know. I, I, I've got another idea. Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. 
How much do you think it costs to take out a full page ad in there? Ooh. Could we crowdsource a push to <laughs> full page ad with mine of your face on there? <laughs> In Christophorus, yeah, just literally, like you know, wide eyed, wide mouth. Because I'm looking, I'm looking at their watches and looking at their jewelry and looking at the other ads in there, and they could be our market. Yeah, or they might not be. I actually googled every watch brand was in there, and there was not one timepiece for less than about five thousand euros. How much it is? Who do we contact to find out how much a full oh, page sure is? No, the, I, I think Christophorus might be the sort of company, uh, I guess, uh, magazine contacts um, businesses says you, you will be advertising. Do you, do you know why do they sound like, sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Because uh, they're German? <laughs> yeah, he's Austrian. They're pretty close. <laughs> so is Porsche. <laughs> Where they go? What is? Uh, that and, is you know, true, but it's... <laughs> so, so it was all relevant, really, wasn't it? No, I was gonna. I thought you. Mm. Could, I thought you could say, "Christopher, mm. um, it's the kind of organisation that uh, that gives you an allocation." <laughs> you went for an ad <laughs> for, for a full page ad. <laughs> it probably is. It probably is. I mean, oh my god! Mm. Today mm. we're in real danger of being like a Porsche podcast. Although oh, we talked about Fiat already. Yeah, yeah, we did pandas and five hundreds. Ooh, the new yeah. electric, the new, the new Fiat five hundred e. I think I want to have a drive of one. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. The, the thing is, so, so I work for a really small company, and the they said oh, we're gonna, so I get car allowance because I've, I've got to travel. Um, and they've said, but if you want to go buy a car through the company, then obviously you can buy a more expensive car and we just I, take away your allowance. Sure. But it means that you're not then out of pocket above the allowance, mm -hmm. but it has to be an electric car. And I instantly went, well, I don't want one. And everyone was like, what, 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 why don't you want an electric car? And, you know, I give my usual reasons of, yeah, I don't know rain. whether it's, you know, is it, is, it, is it clean electricity? What, is it really good for the environment? I don't know. So I'm just going to keep driving my old car. And there's like, everyone's got a bean in their bonnet about how dirty my 911 is. Um, so it's, you know, it's constant debate about why won't you have an electric car? When secretly I found out that the sales director, who is a part owner of the company, drives a bloody BMW M4. Ah, secretly. Yeah that's, yeah. yeah, that's why everyone has to have an electric car to make up for him driving the M4 in his head. You know what I mean? Probably. Now, Probably. As, uh, on a, on a um, whilst we started dancing down this path, let's talk mm -hmm. exhaust tips. Exhaust tips, yes. Yes. So, uh, as you know, one of the pea shooter exhaust tips of my 1998. Pro 2996 fell off. It didn't fall off. It, it it took a serious bash as I was coming into the driveway a bit hot. And uh, so I don't know where it fell off. It might have fallen off when I was going to Classics of the Clubhouse, actually. That's, so that was a few months ago. <laughs> but I've been using it. I've been using it uh, every day since. And, you know, we had the brief conversation about 
You're getting poisoned because you were concerned about the gases coming in your car because it wasn't getting shown in the back. That, so that's that's impaired my uh, cognitive function more than it was it was already impaired. And uh, but also, I told you that I thought the timing chain guides when a car was under load that oh, it's rattling. just constantly making rattling. Yeah, that was the exhaust. Um, so, oh, so that's good news. That is good news. So I, I went. I I've been driving it around, but I had to drive quite far. Friday just gone, so I got back from Italy. Um, it just about fired up because I'd not driven it for weeks and weeks and weeks, as is typical. So I took it to Jack, and uh, I was going to just drop it off, and I'll come back tomorrow. Just you know, uh, change the. I've already got the proper. 996 exhaust uh, tips uh, yep. because I bought them when I bought the car and I just found them on eBay for like 60 pounds. They're now hundreds of pounds second hand. Um, and so I took, I took them there and, and he said, Oh, I'm going to have to take the exhaust off because, uh, sorry, not the exhaust, the uh, bumper because, you know, I can't get the clamp quite right on one side. And he went, don't worry. It only takes a minute. You don't need to leave the car. I'll do it while you're here. So, <laughs> So he puts the one on and it's done. And the other one, he starts doing that. And he goes, no, I'm going to have to take the bumper off. And I was like, oh, can't I just leave it? And he went, no, 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 take the bumper off. It takes five minutes. Uh, he starts taking the bumper off. Every single screw is rusted in. <laughs> so, so he has to get the grinder out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, because he's, he's got another car on his lift. So he's like, doing sure. it on the floor. And the reason so he wants you to stay you know, is because he's got no room to keep your car, obviously, right? No, he's got, he's got, he's got room. Uh, I think it was more that he thought, I'm here now, I'm working late tonight, um, right. and I'll just do it. And so so he's going to grind everything off, and he's done that. And there's a lot of you know finagling around, but he's done it. And, and the car sounds fantastic again. I'd forgotten how good it sounds. And so I came home, and the very next morning, I get up, and I'm driving to Bristol, which is about 70 miles. Sure. Uh I drive there, I get into the middle of Bristol, I'm stuck in traffic, and obviously the temperature goes up like it always does. Um, but I park, and as I get out, I'm, I'm in the main street in front of this fancy hotel where my meeting is in this hotel, and I slam the door shut, and the heat shield falls off the exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's, it's because it's right behind the bumper, it just literally slides straight out. And I've been on the I've been on the motorway, the highway for you yeah, know an yeah. hour. Hmm. So I've come in, and I did think of you know something doesn't sound quite right. And but the thing is, across the road, directly across the road, there's a bus stop, right, with about fifteen people, people lined up. Like it. <laughs> it's like some sort of skit out of some TV show, isn't it? Like you could not have timed this. I know. Or... And then so then I go, I, I have to get another car to retrieve it. And then I shove it, it back out. in. <laughs> so I shove it back in, but I get, I put a bend in it so it stays up Wedged there. in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. And then because my hands are now disgusting, I've, I've burnt one of my fingers because obviously I've just been driving for so long. Um, and I go into the hotel and I think I'll just go straight to the toilets and wash my hands hmm. because I've got all this crap all over my hands. But you and saw someone in the in, foyer that wanted to shake your hands, didn't you? All people stood in the foyer when I shake my hand. And I before I could do anything, they're shaking my hand and I didn't mention it. Right as I told I wash my hands, come back, deny all knowledge. Uh, and then I drove back with 
the with, with that wedge, shield. it's making mm. yeah, it's making an awful noise. Um, and the creak of the suspension is now off the off the scale. Um, so I've got to book it back in with Jack. It's still sat sure. there with the creaking suspension, wedged in heat shield, um, and I, I need to sort that out. But also, um, I, you, I don't know if you saw on my Instagram that it, it appeared on the Design 911 website. I did see. <laughs> someone, like two people have messaged me and said, your car's on the Design 11 website. And you know when you read those messages and go, what? And I ignored it. But then someone sent me a link, a third person sent me a link, and I look sure. at it and I go, wait, wait, that is my car. They've covered up the number plate, but you can see the pea shooters. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I know where it is. It's in a field at Box and Gas in 2021. So I, I did message them. They didn't respond. They didn't. And they said, oh, did you want it removed? And I went, and I went no, it's just really funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was what were they, what was the uh, why did they share the photo? An example of um, cars no, that need a wash. It was the, the article. The article was about how they've recently launched a line of body panels to ah. fix rust in nine nine sixes. But but my car was just there as an example of a fine looking nine nine six. Right. This is great. what they should look like. Yeah, which is, and let's face it, from the distance yep. that that photo is taken, it is a fine-looking 996. It's pretty grainy. It's pretty grainy, yeah. Yep. And it's it so it taken from about 40, 50 metres away with the zoom lens. Yep, and probably an Instagram filter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I can't help but notice there's been, while we're talking Instagram, been a lot of uh, reminiscing going on from you, Ajmal, about a certain 912 that hasn't seen the light of day for... The whole summer, as I predicted, ten months, eleven, nearly eleven months. I said it yep, earlier. Did I not? Well, so I I really thought my garage would be up. Mm-hmm. Now I haven't done an update on Instagram yet, but you know when we talked about giant screws, <laughs> we had quite a lot to talk about giant screws, right, or big screws. Yes, yes, uh, and. That was for the slope in my garden. And sure. when you look at it, and I thought, that's not a huge slope, but the, the screws ended up you know, not being an option yep, for yep. various reasons. So we went for you know a wall, retaining wall, yep. which is almost built. And you know when you look at a slope and you think, that's not too much of a gradient, it'll be fine, it'll be how like tall, a half a metre. How tall is a retaining wall? Two metres, 20 centimetres. <laughs> so that slope turned out to be bigger than you thought just a little bit and uh and so when the builders first starts knocking over you know I'm, I'm away for a couple of days i come back and it's like above my head and i'm saying what are you doing like it doesn't you know that's the that the top of that wall is the bottom of the garage what is going on and he went but that's that's how to get it flat the other end he said the garage that's how high it is and, he, and he's trying to explain to me, look, I've got all these tools. I'm, it's not my first rodeo. I've done this before. <laughs> and then when he's done the whole wall and I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, oh, my God. And my wife comes out and she's like, what the fuck? That's going to be a monstrosity <laughs> at the bottom of the garden. What is going on? Well, you'd have I'm to trying to say to her, it's fine. Grow some ivy or something over that wall. You won't even notice it. You'll be fine. We'll have to grow something. Definitely not ivy. I'm thinking more wisteria or something. Sure. Um, But um, so that's going to happen. So anyway, that's almost done. 
the building is probably going to go up middle of September. So, you know, I, I might get like a drive-in by the end of the summer. Uh, I think, look, there's a couple of factors you, you I, I believe you failed to uh, acknowledge or appreciate. One, the car actually doesn't steer properly right now, right? That's first and foremost. No, it doesn't. Yes. The, there is that. The, the next one is I would hazard a guess it hasn't been started in a little while. In, in 10 or 11 months, yep. Right, right. So th- there is the opportunity that the fuel may not be ideal inside that tank, fuel tank right now. I'll be fine. Oh, good, good. I'll be yeah, fine. Okay. From, yeah. all that, from that fuel stabiliser you put in it last time, yeah, I yep. recall. Yep. Well, I have done something, though. I'm oh, all, I've almost done something. Run it empty? I'm, I'm, I'm about to push the button, the button, the big red button on... Yes. Yes. Buying some wheels. I, I for right, set nine twelve. I right now I feel like you've got the wrong priorities. I know, I I know that as as the words came out of my mouth, <laughs> I thought people might think that. Um but they are group four wheels. Everybody Ooh, nice knows one. group four. Yes, yes, lovely. Yeah. And they are steel wheels. Six inch soft yeah, yeah. set, so they're going to fill, fill, kind of fill the arch, but not too much. They are bare aluminium, so, so it's the wheels, slightly yeah. shiny. Yeah, so slightly shiny outside edge, but that's going to tarnish. Sure. So it's going to, they're going to go matte, unless I then have them powder coated to a matte finish. Um, and also, I've spoken to Jonathan Sage, Mister Group Four Wheels. Yes. And I am going to bring him kicking and screaming onto the podcast because the man is a legend and nobody hears from him. And he's got so many interesting stories about how right. the wheels are made, the design, what's made him do it. Um, how how does someone go about, hey, I'm going to start a business and start making wheels? Um, I, it'd be amazing. I, I had a conversation that, with him. It was over that, an hour. That bit there, that interests me a little bit what interests me more is how do i start a business making wheels and make money that's the second part i'm quite curious about that's the second part I, i'm 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 not convinced he's going to have the answer for that yeah okay. because it hasn't happened I, yet <laughs> yeah I, I feel like he's because he's been doing this a long time yeah yeah and if you, i think i feel like he's still questioning himself why am i yeah, doing okay. this I look as a, as an ex-small business owner i definitely appreciate those questions now the um tell me i also feel that talking about the 912 you're using this shed as a crutch to support your excuse because prior to the shed the 912 got driven more before the plans for the shed went into place yeah there was a reason for that do you know what that was tell me because there was there was no uh progress on the building mm. so i had a driveway so so when the building work started about six weeks ago the driveway is completely dug up so i have no driveway um so if i was to use the 912 uh, 12 i would have to organize to go and pick it up from the storage facility i would have to leave my 911 there and then i would use it and then organize to go and drop it back off because it's 
like a one of those you know laser alarm system everywhere millions of pounds worth of cars and you have to arrange to meet somebody there sure. who has to sp- mm-hmm. they they spend 15 minutes basically to unlock the place and then you get in and then they've sometimes they have to maneuver cars around so i i obviously haven't been for a long time and i can imagine that gradually over that time my car has gone further and further back into the facility Look, as long as you've given notice, though, look, my, on my car, where I keep my cars, it's exactly the same type of facility. And as I just give, I just message the owner of the facility and say, look, I'd like to pick up this car or swap these cars over on this date at this time. Is that suitable? Yes or no, can you do it this time? Sure. And they do all that before I get there. Yeah, see, I need to I need to have a, have a driveway because otherwise it would be, I'd have to leave it even if I was parking it for a minute, I'd have to leave it on the high street of the village that I live in. Sure. Um, so and you feel better about doing that in the 996 me. than the 912, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Yep. Okay. So the 996 obviously doesn't ever live indoors and it's just, you know, parked you, outside my you, house, which is on the high street. You, you would never know from its condition. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's very carefully maintained the condition is although a new issue has arisen because if i have to park it across the street there's these huge trees that i park it under and the tree sap there's obviously a wasp's nest nearby so i go back and there's like 50 wasps on it and i have to time (laughs) getting in the car quickly when the door is clear yeah yeah yeah, so a wasp doesn't come in and, you know, that's it, it's all over. It's, and sting so, your face a hundred times, yeah, got it. Exactly, and I have to do it in a way that I don't agitate them. Got it. So well, I have now, to wait, wait, well, now wait. Your exa- now exhaust tips are fixed, you're less likely to agitate them because that would have agitated them, the fact that you had one broken pea shooter. Yep. Like it agitated Yeah, they were upset about that, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. The... Um, I've got some Porsche ownership news. Oh, yeah? The I reckon I went a month, maybe five weeks of not driving GT4. What? That is that. See, see, that car is an everyday car. That car is there to be enjoyed on the track, on the road, going to going to the local shop, you know, which is just a while, four-hour round trip for you. And it's... And it's there in your garage. Now give me a chance. Ready? Wait, 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 wait. I'm trying to sound like Ajmal now. Wait, 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 wait. Right. <laughs> Go, on. Go on. Tell me. I just had work travel that just things backed onto this, then backed onto that, and then we I got home, and then we went away for a weekend, and it was just one of those four weeks or five weeks combined where, and I didn't need to leave the house. Do I sound a lot like Ajmal right now? And um, the, <laughs> it, just, it just didn't happen. Right? The car just ended up not getting used for the better part of a month. Anyway, I get back in it. Ooh, this, this car's good. This car's a lot of fun. So it's, it actually had a lot of value in um, not driving it because it, re, it renewed my enthusiasm for how good that car is. Uh, see, I do that. I, I leave I leave my car for absolutely ages and then I'll go back to it and firstly it doesn't work and then once I've charged the battery it's fantastic and then you oh, go I, I had oh to my replace, goodness 
I had to replace the battery in my car not long ago. Uh, not from lack of use, just from age. Because alarmingly, that car's coming up to eight years old. The eight is it? Yeah, it's a twenty sixteen. Oh, I thought it was. Oh, why did I think it was two thousand eighteen? No, sixteen is when those cars came oh, out. Oh wow, that's but, a good, um, that's quite a good while for a battery to last. Then oh look, I don't know if it's the original battery or not. But oh, the um, okay. I pose a question to you and the listeners because I'd love some feedback. Do you think? Oh look, it's it seems fairly evident that GT fours, whether nine eight ones or seven eighteens, I think they look like they change hands more often than nine elevens. Ownership seems to be a short stint for a lot of people rather than long-term in GD4s for whatever reason. I'm wondering if that is a case of it's a car that's attracted new people to the brand and it hasn't met their expectations or they just want, they came to the GD4 because it was the, the latest exciting thing and now they've gone out and bought the next exciting thing, you know, like an M2 or something, I don't know, whatever the next exciting thing was after that for them. Or if it's, the fact it's not a nine eleven for for those um, What's made you? But what's made you think that this? I mean, the the thing that springs to mind is it's a two seater, so but it's it, either going to be a second car, or you're a single or a person or in a couple. The reality and your is the nine changed. The nine eleven's functionality is the same as a Cayman. No one can actually fit in the rear of a 911, right? Look, you, you, you can. I know you've had young kids in there in the past in yours, but that's pretty much a limitation. So the only value that back seat has is for storage, which the Cayman has yep. in the back anyway, right? The but yeah. it could be it could be an, a uh, discussion point with your partner getting a sports car cross line. Oh, it's got four seats. Doesn't really, but the seats are there and there are four seat belts. So, you know, there could be, oh, look, the kids can come in and if we need to use it type mint discussion where that's not a discussion with the GD4. Right. So yeah. that could be part of it. But this I definitely seen I I just I just wonder whether it's one of those cars that pass through people's lives instead of stay. Uh, could be, I don't know, because um, what's his name? I can't remember his name. GD3s are only two seaters. Um, 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 is it Andy and Last Rasp? Andy Gaunt? Yes, Andy Gaunt. Um, so he had one, didn't he? He did. And he did that last, you know, review video of it and loved it, but sold it. Yes. And again, he, because he, I, I, I might be misremembering, but I think it was for him, it was between his 964 and that, and he didn't really want to keep both. And he kept the 964. Look, this this comes up a bit. Andy, what, Andy's reason for it was, I don't really, you know, I, I don't really need two Porsches. Firstly, he's right. Two's never enough. Okay. Oh, but is that because they were too similar? Possibly, 
And look, I think he's got – he had more vest, He had more interest in – he has more interest invested in the 964 because he's developed that car and made the changes mm-hmm. and spent all the money and stuff on it. It was a GD4, I got the impression, other than replacing the tyres, I think it was a off-the-shelf unit and enjoyed it and then flogged it. But from – because I do enjoy listening to Andy and James's podcast occasionally. They're Curb and Canyon, so boys, if you're listening, thank you. It is a good, great job. The um, he's a lot of his mates bought GD4s at the same time. Who he goes yeah. driving with? Like I think he said there was like six or seven of them on a group drive once. Wow. You know, so I, I don't I don't know. You know, but yeah, the the that thing about passing through, like he in his video he, of I think Andy did a, a video on. Is the GD4 really as good as people make it out to be? And he believes it mm. is. You know, in his video, he puts forward all the, you know, it's a, it's a great video and it, it's actually a good overview of GD4 ownership from uh, my own experience. I'm, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious. I'd love to hear from the listeners, you know, about the this conundrum that goes with the car. Like you speak, you listen to someone like Matt Farah, he, he's a big rap on the box to the Cayman platform purely because. It's a normal size car, and the roads aren't getting yeah. any bigger, but the cars are. Yeah, true. Well, I think the with the, with the you're right. Nine eleven. If you talk in terms of practicality, you're right because my daughter is eight now, and I've not been able to. If she sits behind me. I've not been able to drive. I've not been able to sit in a good position uh, since she was six, because basically she's got legs. Yes. yes. Um, my good. my four year old, if she sits behind me and she's in a a car seat, I could probably just about sit comfortably, but then I would still have to move the seat to let her out because she can't just climb over when I fold the seat forward. Um, so it's you're right. It, you know that can't happen. It, the, the ideal time is when it's, there's no other adult with me, and it's just the two of them. Yep. And my eight-year-old is tall enough to not have a seat, and she sits on the front, and the little one sits behind her. Um, but you're right. There's nothing else. I mean, I've had once an adult sat in the back, and it was horrific. I might as well have been, you know, hugging the steering wheel. Um, but I don't know. I mean, this. You're right. Maybe the thing going against it is the fact that it's not a 911 and people have got into it thinking, I'll have that instead. And then I've gone, actually, I don't want that. I don't know. After, look, I, I recently drove a 992 again. And it's just too big, Ajma. That's true. I agree. I've, I've not driven one, but just looking at it, it is a part next to one. Look, combined with the fact I'm a little person. Right, this that that it's just a, that sweet spot of disappointment for me. Like amazing motor car, don't get me wrong. But every metric, it's that amazing balance of a great GT style car that you could sit in all day, drive all day, and on top of that, it is dynamic when you want to start playing. Right, so great motor car that done a fantastic job of it. But it's just a monster. It is a big car. Like fitting it in a parking spot. Yeah. So conscious. Where's the corners? Everything's so it's so far away. 
Like it's it's a Cadillac compared to yep, it's Cayman. huge. Like the, and look, the Cayman's not a small car either. Like in the scheme of sports cars, but because it's you know it's the same, it's almost exactly the same size as your nine nine six. Except you mm. know the back the back wheels are at the back of the car instead of in the middle of the car because the engine's in there. Yeah. So, you know the the I I just I'm I think the uh, halo factor of the nine eleven again like I said great motor car I I suspect that that halo is going to lose some of its shine if, if they make the next generation bigger again. Um, surely they can't because it's it's just <laughs> you just think because uh, you know when so even even though my nine eleven my nine nine six is narrow bodied so it's not mm-hmm. even you know the size of an yeah. S or a four S mm-hmm. or whatever and uh, but the doors are long right because it's a coupe yeah. two door so you know when you're I have to like when my daughter's with me I have to go around so she doesn't clobber the car next to me um, and. It's a bit of a squeeze in most car parking spaces. And even when, you know, we had a, a Golf, a Golf Mark 7.5, and that, you know, you thought that's sort of currently quite an average bordering on small-sized hatchback. Sure. But then, you know, on holiday, we had a Hyundai, or as they say, is it is it Hyundai, what people say in America? Hyundai. Um, and... That was an i30. Yep. So yep. It was supposed to be, you know, golf car, normal kind of size car, yep. but massive. You know, awesome. everywhere you go, you can't you can't fit it fit into a car parking space. And also, you know, that's, you're in these ancient that, towns. Yeah, that's Italy. Right, right. So get, get have yeah. some perspective here. Right. It is actually yeah, like those i30s. Yeah. They are the size of a golf, a modern golf. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and you and you're you're going down, you know, because and and everywhere you go, there's a parking. If there's a car park. You want to park underground, obviously. You don't want to leave it in the baking sun. And then you you go downstairs and you go, I'm not going to get between those pillars and that parked car. So it's constant, backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. And, you know, you see lots of cars looking really cool down there. Like there's an Alpha Spider and there's a Fiat 500 and there's a Fiat 600. And, you know, all of those looking really cool. And you and then you pull up in this kind of, you know. And and, and to be fair, like the i30, you know, that at that age, they're kind of, they're, the quality of them is actually quite good. They're not really plasticky, um, and they'll probably last forever. But sometimes there's just stuff that's just doesn't need to be on the screen, for example, because it's got it's got sort of. I'm, I'm going to digress here, but it's got the gauges on the side, which are proper needle, you mm-hmm. know, fuel and temperature and stuff like that on the side. But it's got a screen in the middle, and stuff comes up so when you turn the wipers on a thing comes up telling you that you've turned the wipers on and then you turn the lights on a little thing comes up saying you've turned the i don't need to know that i just need to the screen to light up it's just it's stuff that you're not looking at and you just think i don't need that information and it's information overload that i don't like i'll i would like it's too big i'd like to comment on the screens of hyundai's and kia's and japanese cars in general, as a generalisation, right? They're just a bit too gamey. Yeah, they've 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 gone too far past functionality. It's gone into present, you know, trying to impress me every time I turn the car on. 
And do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I th- and also the it, the Hyundai is a car, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. The screen in my yeah. car, I feel like all the cops. It's that bad. Yeah, exactly. And it's um, and and the way it because it's sort of a, a digital piece of kit. It's in you know it needs software, and it could be. And and I've got a real beam up on it at the moment about um, keyless entry and, okay. and keyless, you know, starting cars up because it's not much of a hardship. You click in the key and getting in and sticking in the ignition and turning it on, right? Well, and uh, you've, but, you've talked about being halfway down that path by saying clicking the key. Why not put the key in the door and turn it? Well, I mean, even that. It's not a big deal, right? The only the only beneficial benefit is if you've walked away from the con, you go, do I lock it? And you just press a button. Uh, or as Jeremy Clarkson says, you're 30 meters away and you stick it on your head, on your which head. amplifies yeah, the right. signal. <laughs> yeah, and probably fries your brain. But um, but the thing is, certainly, you know, there's always someone exploiting um, a loophole, right? And I don't know if we talked about this, where uh, locally um, in the few villages down, it's a very well-to-do, you know, Henley-on-Thames, uh, town and people's cars are being stolen and and what the thieves are doing are they're coming with this loop of wire and they're just putting it on various parts of your house and what it does is it amplifies the signal of your key mm-hmm. so when they get near your key someone stood next to your car just going click click waiting for the door to open opens they start the car and they drive off and what's everybody said to them the motoring organizations the police what you need to do is put a steering lock on it the old club lock type thing is that what, is that what they're talking yeah. about? Oh man! Yeah, yeah. So or, or crook lock, as they used to call it in the eighties, I think. And and so you know you know those big yellow ones, yeah, right? Yeah, yellow yeah, yeah. Ones. <laughs> so now you've got these, you know, AMG sort of I don't know G wagon, so whatever click, click. it is. <laughs> it's got, and someone's got it's got keyless entry, but guess what? It's got a massive lock on the steering wheel because someone's going to fucking steal it. Classic technology for technology's sake. It's yeah. just mad. What about the fact these crook locks or club locks that you can now get that are going to be keyless? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that you're going to need an allocation for. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the people who just buy and flip or keep in the garage, they never use. <laughs> exactly. We won't even use them. We won't even use them. <laughs> so, oh. hey, I've got some news that it will bitterly disappoint you. Wait, wait, wait. Before you do. Now, when you talked about the 902 and you that you'd recently driven one, Mm -hmm. now we had a conversation months ago now where you dropped a little bombshell in and then you've never spoken about it again. I'm thinking about swapping over my GT4 for a 902, that one. Yes, and you've never mentioned it again. I'm not going to do it. Okay. (laughs) That's probably why you haven't mentioned it. The, yeah, well, basically, what happened was I walked into the bathroom, had a good look at myself in the mirror, gave myself a smack in the, in the cheek, right? Snap out of it, Mark, and then walked back out again. That's been the end of it. In all fairness, for a couple of reasons. One, the driving experiences um, between the two is very different. The... Mm. 
the benefits of that I pointed out earlier of the, having a 992 over the G4 would be to fit more people in the car, but the reality is like you can't because the back seats are a waste of time as yep. we've already discussed today. So, and the storage of the GD of the GD4 with that back boot and the front boot is actually very good. Yeah, true. You know, yeah, you know, so it was yeah. So, if there was any change, I think I'd actually, but it'd be to get a much more. Uh, I, I think I'd prefer to get a track specific car that is a track only car and a normal daily type thing and a trailer for the. Track car. That, that's the mm. only. That's the only path I could imagine going down, which I have considered. But again, the GT4 is just too exciting to drive on a regular basis. And track car would be amazing. But I'm only going to use that thing what six, ten times a year. Whereas with the GT4, yeah. I can use it a lot more. And I only go to the track, not realistically, three, four times a year in the GT4. And if I'm to go again, I'm going to have to. I have to replace the rubber if I'm going to go to the track again on it. But the track's more than oh, the yeah. rubber's more than adequate for the road still. But you know, there's you know two and a half grand's worth of rubber to go to the track again. You know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Whereas if I get a track specific car, I can get much cheaper rubber because it's got normal size wheels on it, not the monster twenties that are on the uh, GD4. So you know, it's some factors here. I don't know. I'm not anyway. Nine nine two GD4 swap not happening. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And um, so the news that will bitterly disappoint you is the consideration in the household at the moment that my wife thinks she wants a G-Wagon. The listeners that can't see what's going hey, wait, on right wait. now, Ajmal's holding his head, looking down in complete disgust. It's excellent. What was your response to that? If that's what you'd like. That was your response. Yeah, but was it followed by? But I'm going to want a divorce. No, that's what she wants. She's clearly made some questionable decisions in the past. She said yes when I asked her to marry me. Okay, okay. so well, yeah, we all live and learn. But uh, look, naturally, it was hmm, that's interesting. Why is that? Oh, I like the design. The simplicity of the design. Yeah, it's the kind of cars my four-year-old draws draws every day. <laughs> Look, in all fairness, there's probably not too different to where you live, where I live. There's a few of them getting around, right? Well, so I, there, I think there also any... seeing them going. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's. I think so, the discussion will be being had in more um, uh, vigour or interest on return from the big family holiday that's up, coming up soon, which we'll talk about shortly. Well, for me, it's the thing. Okay, so when 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 you think about you know a base G wagon and you go, well, okay, I'm I'm going to go off roading. It's like having a, a Land Rover Defender or something like that, which obviously you're not going to do. And also it's very flat probably where you are. Um, but if, and also, you know, the, the thing about the G-Wagon is it's when people have the sport, a sporty one. And you go, it's a fucking sport. It's a, it's a fucking sporty brick. <laughs> you know, a, a, a Volvo Estate R from the 90s is cool. That's a cool car. But still a sporty brick. Yeah. Sporty brick with, with alarming torque steer. 
allow me talks here, but also you could get a fuckload of stuff in it, a load of people in it, and it will go on forever, and it won't cost the earth, and it's fast. But in 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 the sports, it's just it, you know you you make uh, an off roader sporty, and you make it less an off roader, and it means you can't really go off road. And you, it's really expensive to buy. It's really expensive to run, the, and it it just looks ridiculous. It's just it's just stupid, and it just says that you're you're stupid. Sorry, TGE. I know you've just bought one. Has he? Oh, he's bought a four by four squared, hasn't he? Monster truck. He's bought something. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I saw yeah, it on yeah. Instagram. I saw the flash up. I don't know what it was. It looked. I, I think I I thought for a second it was G wagon. It might be something else. The it is a G wagon. The um, look, all your arguments are valid. However, how's it go at your house when you try to bring logic into arguments? Oh, hang on, wait, wait. By the way, selective logic, because you try to use the same sort of uh, break down that logic when you're thinking it's a good idea to build a shed just so you can put your nine twelve in there so you can fix steering. Oh no no that's different because we have an agreement you get an agreement <laughs> because what happened was we lived in a house yes, yes. which is about 200 meters from here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that had a garage right and my 912 used to live in that garage and then my wife said we're going to move house we're going to take on a mortgage that's going to run until probably twenty years after we die. Yes, yes. And uh, and and, but it doesn't have a garage. And I was sat there thinking, "Hang on, I'm not, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing what's going Where's on here." Where's my garage? But, but exactly. But the house is amazing. I love the location. I love the garden. I love everything about it. And my wife said, "Don't worry. When we move there, we're going to build one." Now we're two years in. It's not even being two years. here. Yeah, two years, and uh, and I've, I've just got this like two two and a bit meter wall. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You do, yeah, yeah. and no driveway. <laughs> the Great Wall on Thames. That's exactly what she's calling it. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're now, you know, it's it, it's it's happening though. Now stuff's happening because before, for ages, nothing was happening, and the problem was it, it's not taking up any more foot print then there was this just big jungle where yeah, the car was hidden those, behind yeah. mm-hmm. and but what happened was i took that jungle down and for months there was nothing there so if we'd just gone builders have come in taken the jungle down put the garage up and you go well actually it's not taking up any more space it's the same height as the jungle was but now it's been clear space for months and months and months so when this wall has gone up and then you're thinking, oh my God, the building is going to be huge, but it's perfectly in line with next door's garage. So it's just sure. going to be, we look at next door's garage, it's just going to be an extension of that sure. into our garden. So uh, it's, yeah, it's going to be feel overwhelming, but it's going to get sure. done. And the logic is sound. But anyway, the point I was making was there is no logic here, Ashmal. Because you said G Wagon, I knew there was no logic. There's no logic, right? And. Deep down, I think they're a bit funny. For the very example you gave of my four-year-old draws them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so to me, I have a little bit of a chuckle about it whenever I see what I think. You know what I mean? So <laughs> anyway, that's what she wants. Sure. She can have it. 
Well, not, it's not for me to is say. Is chrome wrapped? Pink chrome. Yeah, you got to be got a rosé. I think they call it. Uh, no, but I reckon to take it to the next level of chuckleness. I reckon there's half a chance it's going to end up in a satin finish. Yep. I say that my friend did have one with a satin grey finish. <laughs> I think and the satin grey is going to end up being the colour. Well, I mean, he's always laughing. He got it. I guess, I mean, it would have cost, what, £90,000, something like that, right? So you bought it, he had it look. brand new. But he had it He had it for, I think, three and a bit years. Took it back to the dealership and they gave him the same, gave him the same money back. And you just think, yep. okay, I get yep. that. I'll... I've looked to see what's available used in the market and 90s models aren't a lot cheaper than current models. No, <laughs> no, so, You know, so I don't even know. You know, I saw one, it was like a 93 model that had massage seats as standard. A 93 G-Wagon wow. had massage seats in it. I mean, when you're off-roading, I guess you yeah. want to get massage, don't you? Essential, yeah. Yeah, I think the, the likelihood of this, traffic. Of, of this ever being off road is pretty slim. What I would say is, that after this conversation got reared in the house, I went. I actually had a look at one in the car park the other day. It was around the shopping centre. They're actually quite. They're not. They're not as wide as most SUVs. They're actually quite narrow. And the tall. Size, yeah, oh, they're actually not even overly tall. This is parked next to a Land Cruiser. I think, you know, a new Land Cruiser, a 300 series, I think you could have parked the G-Wagon in the Land Cruiser. Is that, maybe they could just get, like, I don't know, knocked over when there's high winds and you're going down the motorway. Possibly. But in this day and age, they're not a big SUV compared to all the other SUVs that get around. But it's smaller it's than a It's still a decent size. It's a decent size. Well, it, you're, compared to cars in the UK, where you guys think a Golf is like yeah. a limousine, right? Yes, yeah. it's it's different. Whereas it's over here, like the biggest selling car in Australia is a Toyota Hilux. Uh, so, yeah, so it's, it's, choice it's, of the terrorist. No, that's yeah. Shogun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're more comfortable. The um, we're going on a holiday ourselves in three weeks to the US. Oh, the so US the, of yeah, A. The, the, the big. Trip is coming up, so we're flying to New York. It's, we were planning a road trip all the way across to um, LA, then up to San Fran. We've changed yep. plans slightly, so we're now driving from New York down to the Great Smoky Mountains to check it out down there. There's a few places on the way that we're stopping for various family and um, interest reasons, but we're going to. I'm going to drive Taylor the Dragon, so I'm quite excited about that. You know, having never in, done in so what? before. I don't know. Does it matter? Just go buy, I thought we, you might we, just buy, you know, a Cayenne or something and do a big big drive. No, I actually looked at buying a car and then flogging it at the other end. But the actual yeah. process to do this is pretty challenging if I was actually to do it properly. And with the money or with the type of car I would do it with, let's say I spent 20 grand US on it, 25 grand US, mm. that sort of number, I would want pretty close that money back at the other end. So to to sell it at the other end, I would have to have good paperwork, which would be unlikely due to the challenges of purchasing it and not being a local over there, if you know what I mean. 
So I, yeah, I, looked, I looked. I looked into it. It's not going to work. So I am going to. I've hired a car. And look, then from what we're going to do is we're going to drive across to Nashville, and then we're going to then we're going to dump the car, fly to Denver, Colorado, get another car, and drive through the Rockies, then down to um, Grand Canyon, Vegas, LA. Then up to Monterey wow. for Ren Sport reunion, and then um, fly out of San Fran. Oh, then we go to Hong Kong for five days or something on the way home, which is because yeah. my wife's never been to Hong Kong and she's quite keen to check it out. I've been a couple of times. It's actually quite a fun city to, to go to. I think. Um, yeah, so that's that trip coming in a few weeks. I am planning to take my. Um, equipment so we can continue to podcast so i can give you uh updates on what's going on and we'll do a po- we'll do, we might actually try and do a couple of podcasts from marine sport reunion and uh it'll be interesting to see which higher car that you get oh, it's gonna be some i, I mid, hope it's, it's mid compact suv if it's america isn't it let's face it escalade an escalade it will not be an escalator right not even something that small <laughs> It's America. Wonder what you get because I, I've sat in a a Tesla Model X, and and I thought that was huge, but now that you know you've got a, an Audi Q8 and you've got a VW Touareg and you've got all the massive and you know you've got even the the new Range Rovers are huge. Oh, I saw one um, yesterday. One of the new Range Rovers. The thing is a long wheelbase. It's like so big, and you are. I mean, there's probably an echo inside it when you're trying to talk to somebody in the back, or you know, pretty got its own postcode. It's ridiculous. I'm, I'm hoping for something like a Toyota Tundra truck or something. Well, did you see on Instagram that Lara, someone bumped her green 911? Did you I see haven't. that? No. So it was a pickup truck. Yeah, of course it was. And. It was so big that he didn't see her, and he was mm-hmm. she was in front of him, and he came, the front of the front of his car rested on the back of her car, and he didn't know that he was resting on her car. She'd be fuming. Well, she was, but I mean, she said he was perfectly nice, so it's fine. You know, it wasn't mm. the end of the world. No one got hurt, but the fact that it was so big, and you know, when they've got the. So I, I talk about my wall outside, but this, it, the chrome grill on the front was yeah. probably as big as yeah, my two wall. Two off the ground, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you're walking up a stepladder to get in. I, honestly, it's just it's so big. And she posted a photo out of um, the back window of yeah. what she was looking at. Yeah, which is the, first the underside the of the vehicle. Of it. Yeah, the underside of the vehicle. Yeah. It? Yeah. <laughs> and it's that's nuts because I, th- I think if she hadn't got out to talk to him, he wouldn't have known that she was and there. Just, he would have just driven. Just kept driving forward. over. Yeah. That's, that, that's terrifying because those cars are small. Obviously, uh, uh, yeah. 60s or 70s, 911. Yep. They're G body cars a little. Yep. Yeah. And so I was just, yeah, shocked. But you want to get one of those. Possibly. Um, I th- I'm hoping something might be a little bit more fuel efficient looking at the fuel prices in the US, which is almost in line with Australia nowadays. Is it? Oh, I always thought it was still cheap. 
Maybe you'll get um, a Winnebago. You, know, you guys have very expensive fuel. Yeah, we do. We've always been really expensive. It's, it's dropped um, for very recently, dropped a little bit. Yeah. But it's it's back up now. It's back up. So it was costing over a hundred pounds to fill a tank. Wowza. Yep. And Wowza. it was nuts. You know, you go, how much? Yeah, you know, you'd go up and the guard go, it's a hundred and whatever pounds. And you go, what? Wowza at the Bowser. Oh, next week, yep. I'm going to be in your brother's backyard. Where? Brisbane. Oh, you should go and say hi. And I'll actually be for a day up on the Sunshine Coast, which I'm pretty sure that's where you mentioned he lives, doesn't he? That's where that's where he is, yeah. As, I mean, he's in his, Sydney quite a lot. Oh, work, as is my but... uncle. So I'm looking forward to catching up with him. Yeah. Yeah, go and, go and catch up with my brother. <laughs> he's, he's trying to get me to go and visit, and I just, I just can't. I can't do the flight. You can't it's, do the long haul. too much. Yeah. Mm. I struggle to do the flipping two hours to Italy. To Rome. Yeah, uh, no, we fly into Perugia. Really? Yeah, because they never used to do that flight from Heathrow, which is the nearest airport to me. Mm -hmm. uh, so you'd always have to travel for hours to a different uh, airport, and it kind of negated the benefit of flying in flying. somewhere where you're 10 minutes mm. from where you're staying. Yeah. Um, but then they started doing the flights to British Airways and uh, it's so good because before you'd fly from Heathrow into Rome, hire a car, drive an hour and a half, two hours to get to where yep. you wanted to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which always kind of takes the shine off the first day. Whereas this is just you fly two hours on the plane. We're kind of 40 minutes away from the airport here. Sure. Uh, and then it, it's... Um, it's yeah, two hours on the plane. You get there, pick up the hire car, and it's uh, ten minutes away where we were staying. But the it was it's always a bit of a palaver because for two years now we've flown in on a Sunday, and Italy being Italy and Perugia Airport being Perugia Airport uh, on a Sunday, the hire car facility closes at two o'clock. Of course it does. So you've got to get to your where you're staying, and then come back the next day to pick up your hire car <laughs> and and also uh, on on this end uh when we got to you know it was an early ish flight no we flew to uh um newcastle because we went there for a couple of days before we went away sure and uh it was an early flight we never normally get an early flight but you know we, we got to the airport with like an hour to spare because it was a uh, a local flight Yep. You know, you literally go in through security and you're on the plane. Um, but we had sort of the concierge parking. So you go as close as possible. Someone comes and takes your car away, parks it, and then brings it back. But there was no one there to pick up the car. So the guy's like, oh, I'm 15 minutes away. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. You can't leave the car there or you'll get a massive ticket. I've got no one to leave the key with because it's a company we hadn't used before. And uh, And then when he came to take the car you know run down we're going through security and they go stop no we're cl the gate's closed you can't get on oh off. no um and luckily we went we went to the desk and it was british airways and we said uh look this is what's happened we've been in queue after queue after queue and we've we've missed the slot and he just bumped us to the next flight okay. without any extra cost okay. Perfect. so which which was quite nice 
which is quite nice. So, I, yeah, but I hate flying. I hate flying it, full stop. It's a, um, I say it's a necessary uh, evil to achieve an outcome. Hmm. Well, my, my, I would love to go and see my brother. Because um, before, obviously, two of my brothers lived in Australia. One was in Sydney and one's on the Sunshine Coast. Or they both used to live in Sydney at the time. But um, but now the other one lives in Germany, Austria way. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a little bit... Yeah, come on. It, it's a little bit easier to say. So he, for him to come over here now, he yeah, comes over imagine. once a year. Yeah, but, yeah. but then... But then he's got uh, a four-year-old who I haven't met yet because she hasn't been over. Uh, I haven't seen his older uh, daughter or his wife in years now. Sure. Um, so it's you know it, it's you don't see everybody. If I just see him, um, so one day I'm just gonna have to suck it up and go. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you should road trip it, fly to Perth and then drive across. Isn't that like another four days? Oh, so it's an adventure. See, no, this, this is because you're. That's that's like you. I mean, that's like you know. Like I said, it's that's like you driving down to the shops. You think that's nothing for me? That's like the other side of the world. It, well, it literally, well, is. Australia is the other side. <laughs> yeah, that is the other side of the world. But I mean, if I have to drive four hours, for <laughs> four days, four days, I mean, four yeah, days. Yeah. I'll, I'll, four hours I'll, is the same. We're I'll talking about long drives. We uh, last weekend we were up at um, Northampton, which is five fifty. 600 k's from where we are here, where the in-laws have their farm. Back this weekend, back up there next weekend for the mother-in-law's 75th birthday. You know, so it's a um, yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of driving at the moment is going is going on. There's no doubt about it. The you want to do that in a G wagon? <laughs> well, look, we're in, no, we've got the Audi. We're, do, we're doing it in the uh, the Q3, which is very comfortable, except. I gotta tell you, technology in this car baffling to me, in that it's got lane keep assist, um, automatic stop, uh, can't drive over someone. What's that called? Um, oh yeah, the yep. It's got the thing that comes up and sees you too close to the car in front of you. So it's got the yeah, radar, the radar thing, thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Just you know, when you're behind yep. someone on the open road and you want to overtake them, so you usually get up a bit closer for when the opportunity presents itself. So that comes up. But there's no radar cruise control in it. It's just got normal cruise control. Ooh. So it's got, it's got all this other tech in there, like lane keep assist and this crash um, automatic crash avoidance or whatever it's called, which these two things combined usually are what's needed to make radar cruise control work. It doesn't have radar cruise control. That just sounds like software is missing. To make it work. That's exactly. Oh, look, it's obviously going to, it's missing the button that sets the distance that your radar cruise control you would use to set, right? But it's like one yeah, button. But the distance, but the distance is, is standard. It's fixed, isn't it? It maintains no, no, a certain distance. No, no, you set the distance in radar adaptive mm. cruise control cars. She, depending on the car, she's usually got three to five different distance settings you, you can set, right? Yeah, our old, our old golf had it, and I don't remember doing a setting on it. I definitely Maybe don't. I just didn't find it. It would have exactly the same steering wheel as what my Tig one did that had it, and that had yeah. on the steering wheel had the button for the distance. Maybe you just weren't aware that that's what that button I did. Never, but I never actually worked out how to make it work. I, so use, it when, every day, I use it every day in traffic. 
stop start traffic. Like if I was driving to work, I just click it on at sixty kilometers an hour, the speed limit, or sixty two k's an hour, and let the car do its thing all the way to work. See, I didn't do that. The only time I wanted to use it is, you know, when they have the average speed check. Yeah. So here when this road works and it's 50 miles an hour and they put it average speed, I would want to turn it on then. Uh, the rest of the time I wanted it off. But the thing is, the only time I tried to work it out was when I would be on the motorway and thinking, oh, right, I need to I should turn the cruise control on. And it would always start with me just randomly pressing buttons on the ah, steering wheel. And it would just yeah. at some point come on because then you can use the accelerate and decelerate button and then they press set. But it's just, and it, the same thing happened where when we were in um, in Italy, just start pressing. There's so many buttons on the steering wheel. Just start pre- pressing buttons. And also, also, you know, Peugeot's. So <laughs> new Peugeot's. Right. You know, they 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 they're kind of aimed at old people, right? Okay. Most I, new Peugeots. I, it's are it's aimed outside at old my sphere of understanding, but look, yeah. I think the designs. So pre- when we were, the current models, are, the designs pretty edgy. I don't know if it is aimed at old people, but yeah, keep going. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Old people these days are quite edgy, I think. Okay, um, yeah. But we were in, we were in Newcastle, and we were given this, you know, Peugeot, brand new. Whatever the model was, I can't even remember. It was so generic. Yep. Yeah, and uh, so we 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 get in and we're driving. You know, it's completely gutless, so it doesn't have any performance. But you know, you don't really care because you're just going short distances and you just want it to be efficient and safe and reliable. But why the fuck does it need paddles? What? It's got freaking gear paddles. It's this really? like bog standard generic automatic thing. Make it look sporty. Someone make it look sporty. Yeah. It's just why why would you if it's got no performance, so why paddle, would you want to The paddles just make the noise sound different from the revs changing, but no difference in performance. Yeah, exactly. That's what was happening, wasn't it? You had to play with them, didn't you? Oh, like, you couldn't yeah. help yourself. I, I didn't know. I I didn't uh I don't think I drove it. Ah. I think my wife just drove it. Uh, and and I remember just looking across and going, well, why why the hell has that got paddles? <laughs> you know, it's 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 just pointless. It's like you know having a having a mobility scooter with paddles on it. What's the I'm, point? Anyway, back to the Q3 for a second. I'm, I might do some research, find out whether an adaptive cruise control is just a switch that can be switched on mm. at service or something. You know what I mean? You probably need some, you know, hack into it but if it's got keyless you know someone's gonna steal it i know that's a thing in the uk but that hasn't really been a thing here by now we've said it it's gonna happen possibly i know it's only that i mean obviously people buy certain rfid safes and stuff to keep their keys in in the house i've been hearing about that going on in the uk yeah yeah, that people are having to do that because most of the time they do, they come in, they throw their key down. Yeah. And these people walk that. around. And it is well, they've they've you know, on the news they've just shown it with these, you know, um coat hangers. This cable, it's a ring. Yeah, and they just go around the the side of the house until the car unlocks and someone just gets Ching, in and drives off. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's it's nuts. And you just think, wow. Well, there's no chance of that happening to my 356. 
Yeah, there's no chance that happening to my 912, although I should fix the door lock. It doesn't I, lock. I've never been able to lock the door on the 356. Yeah, mine, I can't lock it. So if I do lock it, it, it locks, I won't be able to open it. <laughs> You'll be climbing in out the window, Sasuke Nutch style. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then, let's, uh, um, let's, let's call it because I've got to go to work. You've got to go to bed. Yes. Hence that other side of the world discussion we're having earlier. Yes. The, um, <laughs> yes. Thanks everyone for listening. It's been and listening to our crapping on as usual. Um, let's not leave it so long this time, Ajmal, and actually catch up sometime yes. in the coming week again. So the maybe we might have a guest coming up soon. Let's do it. Yes. Make it so. <laughs> okay, I will. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Ashmal, have a great week. Listeners, hope you're enjoying this podcast from behind the wheel. Thanks for listening to Porsche Talk Podcast.